Thailand is on level 4 COVID-19 alert. It also wants people to have more babies. And will Joe Ducati be indicted? That's all coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand, sponsored by Coffee Culture and Twin Palms Residences Montezor with Tim Newton. Jay, thank you very much. Just noting that uh, Montezor were the very, very first Tiger advertisers. Yes, they were. Some blah, were going back three or four years and they were the first company to... Uh, to, to join the Tiger as a direct advertiser. So welcome back to Montezur and uh, definitely stunning property down there on uh, near Kamala Beach. All right, uh, and I'm Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got quite a few topics oh, today. It's what you would call a news-heavy day. Yes. So we'll try and get through a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, I'm making noise. Once again, there will be timestamps in the video, so if you want to go to a specific news story, please go on ahead. Let's get cracking. Uh, first story today is about... Oh. Yes. Carmel's here as well. Carmel's here as well. That's yes. right, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have a question, please type question and Carmel will... Um, well, bring, bring it to her attention. Bring, bring it to our, our attention. attention. Yes. Uh, we should also say that if you're watching this after the live program, I know you're sending us questions because Carmel's gone. Yes. Yep. Um, anyways, our first story today, Thailand on level four COVID-19 alert, ladies oh, and gentlemen. What does that actually mean? We've gone up from level three to level four. Yes. There, were, there are five levels. Yes. So we're not at DEFCON five yet. So not yet, but yes, the public health ministry has raised its COVID-19 alert uh, to level four following a sharp increase in Omicron variant infections nationwide. Now, what does this really mean? Under the new alert, uh, people are encouraged to work from home. Uh, as well as avoid non-essential interprovincial travel, suspend overseas trips, uh, close at risk venues and avoid large gatherings. Now, in conclusion, it's mainly uh, advice, advice, yes, advice, people, everybody behave and be safe. Be careful. It's nothing is mandatory and nothing is being forced. Uh, it's well, just a warning rather. Two of those things would, uh, would affect us like working from home well we've got an office of some 30 people yes so i don't know if that's going to be possible but we'll probably offer staff the option of working from home as yeah. courtesy uh, we always find it's better to work collectively uh, as a team that just suits us as far as interprovincial travel well i do travel back to the island of phuket each weekend uh, at the moment i'll persist in doing that until the government actually tells me not to but this level four just seems to be a lot of advice. And uh, I suppose it's just saying, we care for you and we want to raise it to level four because we want you to be happy. Yes, so good morning, Thailand. It could be from home, a pajama session. Pajama good morning, Thailand? Uh, I just don't know. A I real good morning when you actually wake up onto the bed? I'm not, people don't really take it seriously now. I don't think that's going to help the situation much, Joe. Probably. Uh, I've got a quote uh, talking about warnings. Who's a permanent secretary for public health has said, if people fail to comply, Tim, with precautions and the outbreak does not slow, the strict curbs may have to be brought back. The interesting thing about this is that uh, I wrote a piece yesterday, yes, uh, which I'll speak about in just a moment, uh, which I think is the underlying elephant in the room. But we had one doctor yesterday saying that they 
could foresee up to 100,000 cases per day. Yes. In the last four days, the cases have been in the 18,000 bracket. They went up as high as 18,960. I think they're down to 18,200 today. Now, of course, there's a lot of fluctuation in this, but the, I'm not seeing any huge, swift acceleration towards 100,000 cases. So put that out there. But in the piece I wrote yesterday, it was called Thailand, The Long Road Back to Normal. And I recommend that you have a read of it uh, because I think there's a conundrum here. By Thailand having raising to level four, be careful, socially distance, wear your mask, uh, make sure you're vaccinated. All this tends to actually, uh, it, it doesn't stop the Omicron surge, but it certainly lengthens it. Yes because it is suppressing the spread. So it'll just make the, the onset of the Omicron peak uh, a lot later than it could have been in Thailand. Whilst other countries like the US and the UK, they'd almost reduced restrictions to, to nothing when Omicron hit and the surge went up very quickly and it came down very quickly. That's the pattern in just about uh, any country, except in Asia where the whole surges are taking longer to arrive and the peaks are, uh, take longer to get there and then longer to get down the other side. So this is a very interesting situation. At the same time, the tourist industry is saying, please open the borders. Please get rid of this test and go. Stop the day five PCR testing. Mm. Every single comment we get in our uh, YouTube comment section, I mean, you, I'm sure you read this every day, you must get sick of reading it, is open the borders. We want to come. Yeah. So there's this pent-up demand of people wanting to come to Thailand, yet the government are saying, steady as she goes, be careful, wear your mask, Carmel. Uh, this is a comment from PTHC, PTHC, and he or she said that, I think it's more likely for tourists to catch COVID in Thailand than for tourists to spread it to the Thais. Hence, there's no need for more than one pre-arrival test, no? Yeah, well, that, that, that just like, is shadows just about or echoes every comment we've had over the past couple yes. of weeks and uh, i asked yesterday to i asked the viewers why do you hate the fifth day test so much and uh, one of the, my best responses i thought was that you can actually catch covid within those five days test positive and therefore you know even though you caught covid in thailand you're still in a way punished for it yeah, that's the thing. People are coming to the country at 2.5%, I think, over the past uh, two or three weeks is the percentage of people who have tested positive once they've arrived. Now, not everybody arriving is a tourist. I mean, there's probably half the people are arriving, are yep. Thais returning to Thailand, could be people coming for business, traveling, visiting families, all sorts of reasons. But 2.5% of those people are being told, well, you're going to have to isolate for 10 days. If you're a tourist, maybe you're part of a family, that's the last thing you want to hear. That well, yeah, we were yesterday talking about how the CCSA will meet this Wednesday and have a meeting and talk about perhaps easing the restrictions. Very unlikely, extremely unlikely. And now um, CCSA assistant spokesperson, Dr. Apisamai Sri Rangsan. This sort of preempted tomorrow's meeting uh, by right. coming out and saying this. Yes, he says we will not impose any additional measures amid rising COVID-19 infections. Yeah. But 
will strictly enforce the existing restrictions in the light of surging infections. So, what does that mean again? It basically uh, means we're not going to add anything, which, but we're just going to continue with the strict restrictions we have right now and just make sure that people follow it. Hmm. Does that include the uh, <clears throat> former bars that have become restaurants over the past month? Well, I guess they'll be monitored. We'll have to wait and see. Yes. We'll keep you updated on what actually happens on the meeting, which is going to happen tomorrow. Carmel. Uh, this is from Mike. Um, he said, Omicron will obviously rise and slide down at the same speed. Even after knowing it's not much effective, why do they keep count and restrictions? Well, I, mean, I think we can see from the graphs, and I, again, in this story I posted yesterday, uh, Thailand, the long road back to normal, I actually showed that the, the peaks in other countries have occurred back in mid, early mid-January and even early February, but Thailand is still on this slow rise to its peak. So the situation in Thailand, all this suppression, all these restrictions are actually slowing the rise of Omicron, even though it's much more virulent. Mm. So I think that's the that's the story. Statistically, it's quite obvious. All right. Uh, now, our next topic, Tim. Oh dear. Is regarding Russia. Now, this was something that we just couldn't ignore. So Russia has invaded eastern Ukraine, or as they would like to say it, they've made attempts for peacekeeping functions in rebel territories. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reading the latest here. There's a, like a, a running commentary of uh, all the latest coming out on the story. So as we speak this morning, uh, Russia has invaded a uh, what they call a rebel territory of the Ukraine, where it's Russian supportive um, uh, ethnic areas. I can't remember the names of the two cities, but uh, the Russian troops have actually entered into Ukraine to suppress this. Um, area as a peacekeeping mission yes now uh, so the two uh, cities are Luhansk and Donet Donetsk I wanted you to Donetsk. say them so okay. you said them much better than I would have oh, okay you, you have a much better command of international accents every time I do an international accent it sounds like I'm Jewish so I, I just can't do international <laughs> accents so what thank you very much to do with being Jewish well I don't know it's, it's just that's how it always sounds when you I You just do. have one accent. I've got one international no, okay, accent. Okay, I see. So right. I sort of go from Australian strine to... Um, Jewish, Jewish Which is my for China, for Russia, for everybody. <laughs> okay. um, You've been watching too much Seinfeld, have you? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Okay. All so right. this is a... It's obviously a serious situation. It's going to be reflected in the stock markets today. Uh, even though it's not a specifically Thai or Asian story, it's going to really affect the, the whole world. How is the US going to respond? Uh, NATO, the UK, some of the world's uh, bigger powers. And interestingly, what is China going to say? China's always pushing the issue of sovereignty and uh, they're very against countries entering other sovereign countries. Here is Russia, an ally of China, um, de facto invading Ukraine. And how are they going to respond? So interesting uh, day ahead in the news. If something happens in the next half hour, we'll certainly pass that on to you. But difficult time for, uh, for the world. Right. Uh, and of course, you can find the latest information on thetiger.com. Coming back to Thailand, it's now time to talk about Joe Ducati. Now, his name is not really Joe, but uh, Ducati Cop decision set. 
to oh, be made today. This is the guy who hit the ophthalmologist on on his bike doing over 100 kilometres now on a Ducati bike at a zebra crossing, That's aka right. crosswalk. That's right. Prosecutors uh, will today decide whether police Lance Corporal, uh, who rode a Ducati superbike and hit, a, unfortunately, uh, a doctor, uh, killed on a zebra crossing. Uh, they will basically decide today whether he will be indicted or not. Mm. And he's still got, um, I believe, nine charges in connection with that accident, uh, which include uh, driving recklessly, causing death, um, violating the traffic law by riding a motorcycle without a license plate. Uh, those are some uh, plus a lot more charges, and we're going to see if he's going to be taken to court. I, I get the feeling that uh, given the huge outcry online in Thailand and the reaction that it's caused, I mean, yes. I think anybody would be surprised by the quantum shift in behaviour at the zebra crossings. I mean, I cross, uh, I, go, I walk past three big zebra crossings uh, every single day, mm-hmm. twice, at, or at least twice, and I've noticed a, a definite change. People are stopping. Uh, some t- in some of them, they have police at the peak hour times. Not that they tend to do very much, because if people start walking out onto the crossing, the cars stop anyway. But the police, when the people start walking, and go, oh, okay, and they walk out and stop the traffic. But look, there has been a definite shift, yes. and that's now hung around for almost a month. I- I'm hoping that it will continue. And there's been a lot more campaigns talking about road safety and trying yeah. to promote that. And they plan to apparently do it um, on the 21st of every month to highlight the importance of safe pedestrian crossings and responsible motorists. I think uh, our TikTok channel has also got a video of an incident that happened on Valentine's Day when uh, another person was hit. That's but right. This time, he was on a motorbike, stopped at a zebra crossing, but a bus careered into the back of him. A public bus, yeah. So uh, that that uh, video, I think, we don't we wouldn't be able to show it here on YouTube, but I think it's available on our TikTok channel. So that's, um, yeah, I think a lot of attention to anything that happens on these zebra crossings. I think the prosecutors are going to throw the book at this guy, this young guy. He was at work for the police at the time, even though he was on his own bike. Okay, um, moving on. Uh, we, oh wait, before we move on, we've got a question from Carmel. Um, this is from Spicy Roads, and it was regarding, is, is he referred to as Joe Ducati, the, the police officer? That well, we've nicknamed him Joe Ducati. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, his name he, is not really Joe Ducati. <laughs> no. Okay, but then yeah, like um, Spicy Roads said the confusing part was the, re- was the report that he was on duty was he on duty that day he was on duty at the time he was delivering documents for uh his local police station we understand oh okay all right so uh i'm not sure if that uh, make it it also makes the police partly the the police station (coughs) partly liable as well i suppose by the fact that he was working at the time if he was off duty and riding as a private citizen at the time i think it would have a different complexion on the story, but uh, he was actually at work as a policeman. Yeah. Uh, hold on one sec. I think we are having some technical issues as our white cameras died. No, is camera one and two still working? Can we please swap to camera one? So we're just going to, uh, we'll keep talking, yes. and Noom is going to run to the cameras and adjust the fr- Is it only you in frame now? No, so uh, both our cameras are working, but the wide cameras are. Okay, so we're probably on you, so I'll come over here. Yeah. But I'm too close. Oh, oh, actually on you, actually. Oh, it's actually on me. Oh, that's even better. So I'm going to have to... That's okay. Hello. (laughs) But yes... um, Sorry about that. 
to to continue, uh, we actually did a survey. Oh yes. So why don't we uh, jump to the survey because uh, you put a survey out yesterday talking about the Boeing 737 MAX and it's actually one of the trending topics on the tiger.com. Yeah, well, I actually did a story on Saturday. It was so it was the tr highest trending story on Saturday, Sunday and Monday mm -hmm. on the Tiger and it was basically a review of a new documentary on Netflix which is called uh, Downfall, the case against Boeing. Uh, so, yes, we made uh, Nan uh, read out the results for the survey. So here's Nan. In the survey, we asked you what do you think about the Boeing 737 MAX jet? Would you find it or not? And how do you feel about the Boeing aircraft? And here's the results. Forty-five percent say, I will fly on whatever aircraft that I'm booking on. Don't care. Thirty-one percent say, I would never fly on a Boeing 737 MAX series jet. And 17% say, I think they corrected all the problems, so I'm not worried. 5% say, if it's a Boeing, I'm not going. And 2% say, if it's not a Boeing, I'm end going. And here are the results. Right, and those were the results of the surveys. Tim, I can't say that I'm surprised. I think most people don't really care what aircraft they're flying on. Now, I know every time you fly, you care about what aircraft you're flying on, and you have a different opinion. Well, it's partly because uh, I am actually a qualified pilot. Uh, allegedly. I, <laughs> no, actually. No, not allegedly. He, he actually is. I haven't flown a 737 or anything uh, with jets on it, but uh, I did actually own an aircraft. I had a little um, ultralight plane that is I... Is it one of those propeller ones? It had a propeller. It was a pusher. A propeller. So it had a propeller behind me. Okay. It was a, a very... I'll show you pictures later. But, um, yeah, I do have a pilot's licence, but... I actually got my pilot's license because I used to fly quite often from Melbourne to Sydney and I started getting abject fear every time I took off on the plane. I just, I increasingly thought, oh, why, how does this thing get up in the sky and oh, this is wrong and I used to worry. So I actually went out and got a pilot's license, which uh, not only cured my fear, but um, gave me obviously a lot more uh, sort of knowledge about aircraft. So actually I do care about the aircraft I'm in. But it didn't surprise me, the results. Uh, but this documentary, if you get a chance to see it, uh, Downfall, the case against Boeing, is uh, it's forensic, it's uh, very interview, fact-based, it's not dramatic, uh, there's no sort of uh, shots of reenactments of crashes or anything, but it's, uh, it's an indictment about the culture of a former great American company, Carmel. Um, this is from Hans C. Skellenberg. I hope I said the name right. Um, a member. Boeing is not the yes, the member. Uh, Boeing is not the same company anymore. It used to be engineering driven. Now it's just another sleazy American company that only cares about profits. Well, there you go. Um, that's sort of the, the tone of this documentary too. That there was a big culture change, and safety was perhaps traded in for uh, for stock prices. But uh, look, I mean, I understand people like yourself. I mean, you just get on the aircraft and you don't particularly care uh, about that aircraft. But there were two brand new Boeing Max 737 8 series that crashed within five months of each other, basically both new aircraft. And uh, this has not happened really in the last 20, 30 years of aviation. So it was a big story. And uh, personally, I wouldn't get back on a Boeing 737 Max if I, well, it's very easy to know that because they've got the split 
winglets mm -hmm. at the end of the wings. It's the only aircraft that's got that. So it's pretty easy to identify, but that's just a personal thing. Really interesting to hear uh, everybody's thoughts and we thank Nan for her report. We'll have another survey today. Yes, we will. All right, I think it's time to take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about quickly about the Winter Olympics and celebrities and influencers are going to make people have more babies in Thailand, apparently. How's that going to happen? More on that after the break. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Tim and Jay. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Kevin Tanner and Stephen Faulkner. Thank you for being Tiger members. We appreciate you. And uh, I'd, I'd now like to introduce a new segment called Two Minute Thailand. And we're going to try to do this every day where we're going to get our host, Nan, to come and teach us about different aspects of Thailand. Some of those mysterious things we go, why do they do that? Yes. Uh, now, now the first video today is actually regarding Bangkok and Kung Tape Mahanakon, which is a story that was dom being uh, dominated in Thailand last week as Bangkok uh, has officially now going to be called Kung Tape Mahanakon. So here's a quick video on how Bangkok even got, got its name. Um, take it away, Nan. Do you know why everyone in the world knows Bangkok as the capital city of Thailand, not Kung Tape Mahanakon? Last week, the Thai cabinet approved a change in the capital official names in English. Where does the name Bangkok come from? And where is Krung Thay Mahanakon from? Let's talk about it. Although nowadays Thai people call our capital city as Krung Thay, but in past we call it Bangkok. In the early 15th century, when it was under the rule of Ayutthaya, Bangkok totally increased with the amount of Ayutthaya's maritime trade. Thus, records note that ships passing through Bangkok were required to recap the goods and number of passengers. So that's the reason why we use Bangkok in English until now. Case 1 is from Bangkok. Bang means wetland and Kok means island. Because of the past, Bangkok Tomri has the river around the area and it looks like an island. Time changed and it's turned to Bangkok. Case 2 is from Bang Makok. Bang means wetland and Makok is mean of the tree which is around that area. When saying faster, it's turned to Bangkok. When the King Rama one re-exhibited the capital from Thonburi to Bangkok on 21st April 1782, it starts the Ratanakosin era. one named the new city Krung Ratanakosin in Ayutthaya. This was later modified by King Rama III to be Krung Thep Mahanakon Bawon Ratanakosin Mahintala Ayutthaya. However, King Rama IV would later give the city its full ceremonial name as Krung Thep Mahanakon Amon Ratanakosin Mahintala Ayutthaya Mahadilok Hopnoparat Rasathani Buri Rom Odom Rasaniwet Mahasathan Amon Piman Awatan Sakit Sakatatiya Vishnu Kamprasit. And this is our capital city name. 
Welcome back. I was Nan there talking about uh, Bangkok and how it became Bangkok and now... Well, it was called Bangkok. Ba- yes, which I won't even try and pronounce. But now, Krungtep Mahanakon. That's right. And uh, that's how you're going to introduce uh, the city every time you explain where you live or work. I just call it BKK. Just wanted to preview uh, a story next uh, next week. We'll definitely be covering it. It's a release of a book, and the book is called The Curse of the Turtle, and uh, it's been written by Sue Buchanan, as I turn off my sound, uh, who used to own the Samui Times and ended up fleeing the country uh, after threats of being sued by the, what's it called? Suratani governor, which governs the uh, the island of Samui, Kopangan and Kotao, and Kotao had these mysterious murders over a period, including the famous uh, backpacker murders of the uh, the two young backpackers. And uh, she says that the the book uh, basically uncovers Thailand's mafia. So uh, we look forward to that uh, that book. I'm not sure if it's going to be banned in Thailand, but we'll certainly talk about it. That's coming out next week. All right. Um, and before we continue, second part, Carmel's got a question. Uh, this is from our member Hans C. Skellenberg, and he asks, "Is Bangkok Hospital going to change its name now?" Oh, now that's very interesting. They're going to have to change the song out of chess from "One Night in Bangkok" to "One Night in Krungtep Mahanakon." That's right. It doesn't sort of scan. Yeah. Uh, will Bangkok change its name? It's going to be interesting to see how the ties. I'm pretty sure foreigners are going to keep on calling it Bangkok. But uh, will the locals change all the names of Bangkok institutions? Will it be Krungtep Mahanakon Airlines? Krungtep Mahanakon Hospital. It sounds grand to me. It does sound grand, and uh, they're going to have to make their signs much bigger. Yes. Uh, Bangkok Airways is going to have to buy much bigger planes to fit the name al- along the side. All right, a uh, quick shout-out to our sponsors, Twin Palms Residences Montezor. You can now own a piece of paradise yourself with Twin Palms Montezor. And is there a link under this video? There is a link in the description. Can that I is true. shamelessly promote this? Shamelessly, proudly, Kuntim. Um, this is uh, one of, you know, you love this painting. We've had this sort of a symbol of the tiger. And these are the, uh, the 50 by 50 centimetre versions. Yes. And uh, we've got to keep talking. We've got more problems with our cameras. I don't know what's going on today. Anyway, the, uh, these, this one isn't, but the ones which we're selling are being hand-signed by Jay, myself, Jet and... Natty. And Natty, of course. Don't forget Natty. Hashtag free Natty. Yes. So uh, they're available on our Tiger shop. So if you go to thetiger.com forward slash shop... If you're having problems with the shop, by the way, especially if you're overseas, mm-hmm. uh, just fill out the uh, the form or send us an email and we'll get back to you about your overseas shipping. But uh, these are part of the shop and uh, you could have one of these sitting in your office or um, in your hallway. We love this painting and it's uh, not only good fun. And it also matches Tim's shirt. <laughs> it does somewhat match my shirt. Bit of shameless promotion there. Okay. All right. Enough. And also coffee culture. Oh, look at these beautiful mugs. We've got a lot to thank. We've got a lot to be thankful for. So please bear with us. You can buy your ground coffee and coffee beans on the coffee culture. You can also buy tasting packs before you buy these big ones. They taste amazing. Right. And uh, thank you, of course, for joining us every day. Okay, we'll take the bills. It's now time to talk about... 
quickly about the Winter Olympics. And before we get started, I'd like it to be known that here in Thailand, I couldn't care less about the Winter Olympics. Uh, and that's me uh, saying that with respect to all the countries that do participate and do well with uh, the Winter Olympics. Uh, congratulations to, I believe, Norway had the highest amount of... Uh, the highest total amount total of, amount of, medals. of, uh, of medals. Yes. So congratulations to all the countries that participated. I think they also had the highest amount of gold medals. Yes. So they sort of won the, the tally twice, to, yes. depending on how you want to count the... Um, the have, do the medal count as I'm about to die. Yeah, but most, I think most Thai people here in Thailand couldn't care less about the Winter Olympics. But it was very controversial, wasn't it? Well, I thought... Uh, I'm just trying to find a New York Times... Um, there was a New York Times In New York, New York. Uh, quote. I can't find it quickly, sadly. Uh, but the, its its headline or first paragraph, I think, encapsulated it was all about politics. It was soulless. It was really played out just for Chinese propaganda. Uh, the actual competitions. Uh, weren't particularly interesting. There was quite a lot of controversy over some drug testing. Uh, the results were not particularly interesting, and it was all, of course, overshadowed by the, uh, the saber-rattling with the Russia-Ukraine story. So uh, all in all, I don't think it's going to be listed as one of the more memorable um, Olympic Games events. And for that, um, it, it's really nobody's fault. I mean, of course was during COVID as well. So there was nobody in the, uh, yeah. you know, watching the events except for a few Chinese they bust in. I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch a single moment. Didn't even watch the opening or the closing events. Well, Neither but, did you. Well, that makes sense because why doesn't Thailand have a curling team? Well, or I, bobsleigh? I will actually say that I did on YouTube watch one of the, not the, yeah, the curling event where they've got the rock and the brooms, I, I'm just fascinated by that. Highly doubt it's called a broom, but sure. Well, it's a broom and a rock, or a curling stone, I think it's called. Somebody wrote in. But it's sort of like lawn bowls, but slower and more boring and oh, how dare you. And colder. How dare you. Tim. But I'm, I'm sort of quite You've offended someone somewhere in some part of the world. To me, it's the synchronised swimming of the Winter Olympics. What? The curling. Okay. It's like you sort of watch it and go, why? But why anyway, not? That, I, I watched that for about 15 minutes and then thought, nah, I've had enough. But I usually love watching the opening and closing events. They're magnificent. Uh, but I didn't this time. Carmel. Yeah, that's, ex that's the same thing that Dream Mix said. Um, he or she said, I watched the opening and closing ceremonies. That's all. Well, that's more than what you and I watched. So, uh, yeah, as, as far as the Winter Olympics are concerned, it's over. I don't think anybody's going to remember much about it. It was overshadowed by COVID and by the, uh, the situation at Ukraine. So, yeah, over it, done and dusted. Our last topic for today is regarding making babies. Now, the health ministry... Be careful what you say here, Jay. The health you ministry... might offend some of our listeners. ...wants to inspire the Thai people to make more babies and they want to hire I'm guessing celebrities and influencers to make babies now can you influence someone into making a baby well I think the only people that can really influence ties to have more babies are the Thai government by adding subsidies 
this is the only thing that's going to actually encourage people. They're going to say, well, we're going to give you uh, free maternal care. We're going to give you free medical. We're going to give you a, a cash subsidy. I think there is a cash subsidy of some 15,000 baht now, mm -hmm. but they're probably going to have to raise that. And they're probably going to have to say, for your second and third baby, we're going to give you more or something that's going to give people a concrete reason to actually think about it. Because I was shocked in that report when it said, the, the, the minister who was talking about it, whose name I forget now, he said, in the past, Thai women used to have an average of how many? Five. Five babies. So I'm hardly surprised that Thailand's population uh, is getting older because Thai women are not having five babies these days. Yeah, well, there was a problem with actually overpopulation and people were encouraged in 1972 uh, <laughs> with the slogan, more babies, more poverty, therefore have less babies. So that was part of a reaction to <coughs> China's one-child policy at the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, overpopulation was the, the, the problem at the time. But now it's not so much overpopulation, it's just ageing population is a big problem for, uh, for a lot of countries, especially Asian countries. So uh, yeah, Thai women are not having five babies on average anymore. Yeah. Be more like one to two babies. And now that, sorry, before we go to Carmel, now that, um, you know, these officials have come, authorities have come out and said that they want influencers and celebrities, people have actually you know, uh, backlashed back and said, why don't you focus on fixing the economic crisis? Because that's the reason why people avoid having children, because it's just too expensive in this current economy. Yeah. Kamal. Oh, yes, this is from West Texas, Greg. Um, he said, open the borders and let millions of tourists back in. I'm certain more babies will. <laughs> well, that is one solution that is... Uh, <laughs> could be quite effective, actually. No, we can't condone that. Um, we in Thailand are obsessed with lukrungs. Uh, which are what? Sort of half cast. Halfies, yeah. Like halfies. Half, halfies, like halfu, you know? Like, where it's basically when you're half Thai, half American, half, you know, British, Scandinavian or something. Yeah. All, most of the celebrities in Thailand are famous, who, who are famous, who've made, like, A-list celebrities, are all halfies. Yeah, for, for some reason, Thai mixed with some anything else usually comes up with a... A golden, beautiful child. A, a, yeah, we've got one in the office. Only one. That'd be Jason. Yeah. Oh, but he's actually not even half Thai. He's half... Filipino. Filipino. He's got his headphones on, so oh, he and, can't and hear and what Chai, we're saying. And Chai, by the way. He's half Nepalese. Half Nepalese, half Thai. We, so we've got two. Yes. Lukrun. Yes. Lukrun? Lukrun. Okay. Uh, how do we get on with that? Oh, yeah. So, so what are the influencers going to say? Look at me. I was born in Thailand. You should think about doing the same. I'm not going to lie. I even know, I probably know which influencer they're going to use. Who? Have you ever heard of Shampoo Araya? No. Well, she is, she was a top A-list celebrity. She married a, basically a business tycoon billionaire in Thailand. As you she, do. And she, she's always been in the news because she was an A-list celebrity. She has two twins. How many? Two twins. What? So four? No, sorry, one. Twin kids. She has two kids who are twins. Okay, so that's two. Yes. She has two twins. kids. Two kids who are twins, yes. Right. Twins. She has twins. Just clarifying. And she's always on the spotlight because, you know, she's absolutely gorgeous. She's an A list celebrity, very prominent figure in the media. And people love her. Therefore, people, if you want the perfect family, wouldn't you want? 
you know, you could use her to be like, look at me, you can have this too. I, th I think the Thai government could be very proactive and say, don't protest, stay home and make babies. I feel like they need to talk to each other. Just a week ago, they're giving out two million condoms <laughs> and now they're like, stop using those condoms we gave you. Everybody make a baby. Do the uh, right thing, make a baby. Yeah, this is, you're right, there's mixed messages. So uh, there was three million condoms given out for Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. I got four free condoms. Yeah. That'll keep me going for the next three or four years. And uh, yeah, the mixed messages coming out of the Thai government. Yeah. Also, a quick note, sorry, I just ran through a comment. Uh, Albert Maynard says, yes, Jet is also a halfie. He's half American, half hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jet, Jet is Lukrun as well. Yes, I am also a halfu in a way. Anyways, moving on. Let's take... You're half what? Half global. I'm halfie. I'm half Australian, half Kiwi. Yeah, well, that doesn't really count, does it? <laughs> what do you mean? You're a fake Australian. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time to take a break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to take a couple more questions from you before we end the show. It has been a long-running show today. So, quick break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. It's now time to take some of your questions. Tim, before we start, you've got an update on Russia. <laughs> yes. Uh, did he ever say Russia like that? Probably not. Uh, what yeah, do you mean? Who are you talking about? I have no idea. Mm. The United Kingdom will announce new sanctions on Russia as a result of its decision to recognize the independence of Donetsk and Lugansk and send military forces into Ukraine. This from the permanent representative of the UK to the UN. So it looks like their uh, sanctions are going to be imposed pretty quickly. All right, Carmel, any questions? Uh, yes, um, this is regarding the merch of Tiger. Okay. This is from Aileen Morris Duke. And she asked, is the Tiger paint, like the Tiger, is it printed on T-shirts as well? No, uh, we've actually thought about that. The problem is to get that onto a t-shirt is actually really expensive because there's so many colors. Yes. These t-shirts are less expensive because we've only got one color for the, uh, the scratches and the, um, and the logo. Yeah, and we'd love to make a hundred because when you make a t-shirt, you can't just make one. So let's say, for example, if you make a hundred, I think maybe three people might buy that t-shirt. Who knows? Yeah, we just don't know. Or um, a thousand. Maybe in the future. But we've got the uh, the t-shirts, we've got the polo shirts, and uh, yeah, so that's at thetiger.com forward slash shop. Yes, we must crawl before we can walk. Yes. Carmel. Um, this is from Kay Samui, uh, who's a new member. And it was a very witty comment. It was during the time that we were having camera problems, and he said, it wouldn't be Tiger without problems. Lol. Oh. Well, that's, that's, that's a lovely bit of passive-aggressive commentary. Thank you very much, Kay Samui. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't plan the problems. Or do we? Or do we? It's all mm. part of the plan. Mm. It's to keep us grounded. It's to keep the people's expectations to low. Keep low, yes. Um, the next one is from Maza09050. 
and she asked, will Thailand ever let travelers with a recovery certificate enter without quarantine? Because the antibodies from the actual virus are proven to be better than the ones from the vaccine. Okay, so you're mixing opinion there with a question and uh, I acknowledge your opinion. The situation is that uh, I think at the moment, if you can show, I don't know the exact numbers, but if you can show a recovery, uh, a valid recovery certificate, you, uh, it's considered uh, as good as, no, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I think you've still got to be fully vaccinated. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Yes, I think you've still got to be fully vaccinated, even if you've recovered from COVID. I'm not 100% sure on that one, so I'll won't answer anymore. I think I'm right though. Yes. Tim, are you good at impersonations? No, shocking at impersonations. I see. Except a lot of people think I can do a Werner Kempler impersonation. He's the guy who was Colonel Clink, oh, Colonel Clink. in Hogan's Heroes, but that's an unintentional um, is it though? Unintentional impersonation. I don't think I ever watched an episode of Hogan's Heroes. Of course oh, you didn't. I was aware of it, but in the sort of early to late 60s, even then I was aware that making a comedy about a uh, concentration camp in Germany during the Second World War was perhaps bad taste. Yeah. I was more of a get smart sort of guy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, had a, I saw a quick comment saying, uh, talking about you can print it uh, at a very low cost if you send it via Shopee or Chinese printers. But then again, you don't want to sell a low, cheap quality product. We, uh, all these things that we are selling on the Tiger, by the way, are manufactured in Thailand. Yeah, and they're quite good quality. They're not the cheap roadside t-shirts you'd find. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love those t-shirts. They are now currently mopping my floor. I've got so many 100 baht t-shirts yeah. that I use to mop my floor. Uh, it's a classic one is when foreigners come and they buy the, the tank tops with Sing beer and like Chang beer but my favorite one my favorite t-shirt of all time is a green t-shirt it's got just Red Bull on it but the original one Gutting Dang uh, I've got one that says same same but different which I've, I think I've got I've, I've seen it you wear it every other day <laughs> yes <laughs> any last questions come on um, this is from PG Santa and the question was how serious should tourists take the name change talk, uh, changing the name from Bangkok to Kung Tet Bangkok? Not seriously, no. Not at all. It's, no. it's seriously, it's just, it's just an update on a piece of paper that just happened to make news. It's really nothing. Nothing's going to change. I don't think the immigration department yeah. are going to be leaning into you uh, when you stand at the booth and going, what do you call the capital of Thailand? <laughs> and if they do try to make it a marketing thing, it's just a form of deflection and form of a tactic to possibly get people distracted from what's really going on. So I would pay whoa, no whoa, attention whoa. to it. What's really going on, Jay? Allegedly. Hmm. So, uh, no, it's not a thing. It's a bit of officialdom. Whether we see the name cropping up more in Thai media, maybe. But uh, if it does, we probably won't know because, well, I can't read Thai language. You can't read the squiggles, can you? No, I can't. I can recognize certain letters, but I cannot read Thai. Yes, I can read Gok Gai. That's the only one I can read. That's the first letter, because the chicken came before the egg in Thai. Boom, boom. All right. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tim Newton. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, Carmel, behind the comments. Thank you, Noom, behind the buttons. We did have a few uh, snafus, however... It happens. That's life. But thank you for bearing with us, and thank you for watching so far. I think it was a 40-minute episode, Tim. 
let me have a quick look. It is f coming up on 45 minutes. So thank you for being with us all this uh, long. Thank you for your support. Thank you, members. Thank you, viewers. If you like the video, please click the like button. Uh, currently, 545 people, only 110 likes. Uh, and please subscribe as well. It really helps the channel. Yes, the um, least you can do. So thank you for being here uh, on a Tuesday here with us. We'll see you tomorrow.